Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. So before I go into today's episode, I am delighted to announce that the next intake of the Female Fat Loss Program is now open. So the next intake is starting on the 4th of September, 2023. So this is going to be the biggest intake. This is going to be bigger and better than ever. I've got a new coach to come in and help me as well. So this is perfect for someone if you've tried every diet under the sun, whether it comes from keto, intermittent fasting, someone that you're maybe very skeptical about the fitness industry, you might have been scammed out of certain clubs, you believe in sins. But the one thing that I would say about this program is it's actually been, been designed by previous clients. And if you're trying to get away from that yo-yo dieting background, trying to get away from that diet starts Monday cycle, this is the perfect thing for you. So what this program is, is a six week program. You'll get weekly check-ins with myself. You will get tailored program with videos. So you've got an option of home workouts uh, that you've got an option of a three day home workout program with videos. You've got an option of a four day gym program with videos, or you've got an option of three day gym program with videos. You can do your own training if you wish, but those programs are provided to you. You've got tailored calories and macros that are perfectly set for you based off your activity and your needs and your age. You have got recipe books, which are perfect. The brownies in their class. You've got a Facebook group, which is a perfect place for support. Weekly lives are in there every Tuesday. And then you've got personalized weekly check-ins with myself. So it's, it's an amazing program. And I would say the last one, in April and I haven't run it for April since April because I wanted to make it even bigger and better and I wanted to make sure that it was going to be bigger and better. I want to improve things as it grows. I'm not just going to stagnate and not let the program grow into what it wants to be. So the price of the program for six weeks is very, very cheap. It is 99 euro. So if you're looking for kind of, if you're on a budget or you're looking for a lower barrier entry into a program, 99 euro, you're not going to get it lower. The normal price is 149 euro. So that will be going up in the next week or so that to, to full price. So if you're interested in doing that, I wouldn't wait around. So if you're interested in working with me in the female fat loss program, click on the link in the show notes, book your place before it sells out because the last one sold out in a very short space of time and I wouldn't wait around. So the biggest thing that I would say is it's not gonna be a sin in sight. You're just gonna get results, improve relationship with food, learn how to train, around your cycle, learn about perimenopause, PCOS, endometriosis, all these various different things, and you'll get the results you're looking for. So if you're interested in working with me, click on the link in the show notes and we'll book your space. And we'll see you on the 4th of September. So welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is based off a question that I got off one of my one-to-one clients on a recent check-in. And it was the element of what's the difference between habits and behaviors now i've had dr gary mendoza on to talk about habits before and he's a lot more clued in than i am on habits but i will do my best uh, on the whole element of it and i'll click in that element that that episode in with dr gary mendoza on habits because it is an exceptional episode it's one of the most downloaded episodes that i've had because a lot of people are interested in that side of things but i never had this question before so sometimes it is it's difficult for and now at this stage with over like 380 episodes that trying to get new content so when something comes in i kind of like right let's get it out let's get it done so one of the big things that i kind of pride myself on with my clients is being able to remove that 
remote emotional elements to things and kind of look at it from a perspective point of view and a rational point of view and looking at kind of changing habits over time and changing belief systems changing processes that side of things because people are great at always going right i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna lose weight and only focus on that but you've lost weight before and then you've put weight back on so it isn't a weight loss ability issue that an awful lot of people have the one common thing that when people go for these fad diets is that they tend to go for quick approaches that don't ever look at their belief system don't change their habits don't they focus on exercising more burning more calories belly busters whatever the feck it's called so the problem with a lot of the programs that are out there is that they're relying on a lot of willpower to modify people's behaviors to losing weight rather than actually addressing the reasons people engage in these behaviors which are due to habits knowing the difference between your behaviors and your habits is really really crucial for long-term weight loss success because success comes from only when you actually focus on addressing your why and why you do certain things and that's your habits instead of trying to change what you do which is your behaviors and we need to look at and define what are your behaviors first and then we look at what your habits are so your your behaviors as a definition are things that we do we think we say and the way we act so these are conscious reactions to our environment and are usually triggered by our belief systems and are often our identity and are guided often by our values so in other words what we believe about ourselves the world the situation that we find ourselves in and what we feel is the appropriate way to react all influence our behaviors and behaviors are often also a reflection of our habits as well so behaviors are all like if you think about it it's it's a conscious reaction to the environment it's triggered by our identity or beliefs or values but people are clear aren't clear on their values they don't know and aren't able to understand why they react in a certain way perfect example of that would be if you're out for a meal and you struggle to understand why you might be overeating or feel pressure from other people when you're eating it's because you're looking for social acceptance and social acceptance is a huge part of you but also you could look at it from a point of view of that friends and family is at the the top end of your values so no wonder when you're with friends and family you want to be accepted you want to be present with them you don't really want to worry about your fitness or your training goals and that might be third or fourth on your rankings in your values so now if you've listened to the episode the podcast before which will stick in as well a values podcast on it i'll put in that episode into the show notes so you can have a look at that so behaviors are, are also a reflection of the habits as well so now we need to look at what habits are and habits habits are often a pattern of of behavior and that we engage in automatically without any conscious at all or conscious thought at all and habits can be actions thoughts beliefs fears and mindsets and habits develop over time and are unconscious routines of behavior that are designed to help our brain save energy so a really really good example of this is of a habit is learning to drive a car and backing it out of the the drive or reverse parking or whatever it may be so in the beginning you need to be very conscious of what you're doing which takes focus and energy however as you actually repeat this behavior over time your brain chunks information for you so you can eventually do this complex action without even thinking about it so remember when you first start to learn how to drive it takes a lot of brain power a lot of attention a lot of mental drain 
to be able to reverse out of your drive or reverse park or whatever it may be but now if you look at yourself now you can probably say to yourself that i'm more conscious that i just do it automatically so in order to help us save energy our brain develops a lot of habits regardless of whether they're good or bad for us because they're they're just automatic so how do for, habits actually form as well habits form of repetition so it's like a rep it's like a rep that you do in the gym habits for muscles grow with repetition the same thing with habits and they work in a three-step process called a habit loop. So every habit we have starts with a cue or a trigger. So once we experience the trigger, we go into automatic pilot and engage in a behavior or a thought process. And this is called the routine. Our routine then provides us with a reward with, with which we, I think it's a, it keeps us engaging in that hove, the habit over and over again. So as long as there is a reward of some kind, will continue to do this habit even if it's destructive. So think of it like this way. In order, think of a circle. The top of the circle around 12 o'clock, this trigger happens at the beginning. And this is a reminder that this signal gets us into that routine. And then we have this craving of the motivational force behind every habit. And then it goes into a routine, which is a habit itself, both good or bad. And then we have the reward. So if you want to read a book, which is great on habits, which is Atomic Habits by James Clear, that explains it all in a lot more detail than I ever will be. So think of it this way when it comes to food. For a trigger to happen, you're sitting on the couch watching TV and you're getting bored. Or there's nothing on TV, you're getting bored, you're bored of endless scrolling. Now that Love Island's over, you're kind of like, there's nothing really on TV. So you're getting bored. The craving behind it is that you're looking to fulfill that boredom with potential food. Then you're just looking at routine. So you're like, well, this is I do. I do this all the time. And that positive feedback loop is that makes you feel warm and fuzzy. And it gives you, it addresses that boredom issue for you. So why are habits really, really important? So once the, some of these stats can be a little bit off and it depends on where you read the research from, but around 45% of our daily lives are driven by habits. Some people say more, some people say less. And that means that almost half our life is, is on autopilot. And the single biggest influence on weight loss is our habits because they influence most of what we do. So even if we have the best intentions to lose weight and use lots and lots of willpower and motivation to address the behaviors, we know sabotage, we know sabotage our efforts and our habits will always get the better of us. So habits have like a domino effect. And what this means is that one habit can snowball into other habits. So a really, really good example of this that kind of comes to mind is if we're having a bad day at work, which causes stress, an automatic response to soothing stress may be to overeat and maybe to use alcohol it may be to do just to eat in general. And this can lead us to feeling bad about ourselves. So you engage in emotional eating to feel better. So eating all this food then leads to a bad night's sleep, which means you skip your workout the next morning and then you're tired, you're fatigued, so you tend to eat that a little bit more the next day. And that feedback loop is there for us. And a lot of people will resonate with that feedback loop that is there because that's not uncommon. When we don't sleep, we're, it's down to our mood, it's down to our energy. It's not down to motivation. It's just down to we're saving energy, we're spending our, our effects wisely and we're trying to do the a little amount as possible. But then that ends up being counterproductive for ourselves so if you're on the other hand if we look at it is if you you have a habit of doing weekly food prep you feel organized for the week this reduces stress helps you to relax 
and so you get a good night's sleep. You're able to get up, do your workout and have time to eat breakfast because it's already done for you. And this ensures you're in a good mood when you go to work and you experience all these good feel hormones throughout the day, which means you'll be able to handle the stress of your day. Therefore, you'll, you'll have no need or you won't feel like the need to soothe your stress with eating when you kind of come home more often than not. So habits beat intentions every single time because they are automatic unconscious patterns of behaviors. Therefore, if we have habits that contribute to weight gain, we are likely to struggle with our weight no matter how hard we tend to work at it. On the, on the, if we look at it the, on, from another side of another perspective, if we have habits that support weight loss, then there is no need to rely on motivation or willpower because weight loss will take care of itself. A lot of people will focus on weight loss as the only thing they'll ever do. So they will focus on the outcome, but they'll never look at what needs to be done to get there. They were like, well, if the scales isn't going down, well, what's the point? So among other things that can determine our habits, what we eat and how we eat, our philosophy and our reaction around food, how we exercise, why we exercise, what we do in our spare time, who we spend time with, which is really important, what time we go to bed at, how much sleep we get, how much time we spend on social media, what we think of ourselves, what we think of other people, what we do, how or how we deal with stress, how we manage our emotions, how our attitude towards alcohol. So sometimes there are habits that make it harder to lose weight also. So we need to kind of talk about those as well. And people who struggle or can struggle with their weight have at least one. And you might listen to some of these and might be like, well, tick, 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 tick. Or some will have a few, some will have one, some will have none. So some of these may be like, holy crap, that's me. And I don't want that to be like a, a knock on anyone's confidence. Some people can have, unfortunately, have low self-esteem and self-worth. And that's something that I've struggled with, which is the self-worth element of it for a long time. There is lack of confidence, aka imposter syndrome. There's comparing themselves with others. There's wanting to please everyone, putting their their needs behind other people's, relying on alcohol to feel better. There's resentment of other people, which I've spoken about previously. We're worrying about what others think. We have a diet mindset and we have this all or nothing mindset. We let fear dictate our actions. We procrastinate because we don't feel safe and don't want to fail, but we're failing without trying. It's a little bit ironic. We focus and rely on willpower and we believe that they're entitled to certain things and then we want to try and control everything. So there's a lot of habits there that can dictate weight loss in a way. That we try to control everything, procrastinate, willpower, perfectionism, alcohol, relying on other people, doing everything for the people. I think a lot of people are gonna rely and kind of realize if they're in the place to hear it, that they will hear those elements of it. And they'll be like, okay, so now I need to address something. If you are aware of something and you're not addressing it, and you don't want to, you know, want to address it, that's cool. But if you know that you're, this is where you're at and you've, it's become a self-professing story and you're fed up of believing the same shit, well, then there's something there's something you can do about it if you want to. If you're uncomfortable enough of believing the same pattern and belief system and habits and behaviors around things and you want to change, well, then change can happen. I see it on a daily basis with clients. So the difference between changing behaviors and changing habits is really really important to be able to distinguish between the two which we've already done but where most people go wrong with weight loss is they focus on trying to change their behaviors aka what they do instead of their habits why they do and what they do 
So to help us understand what we mean, let we need to look at and have a couple of examples and try to solve them to try and lose weight. And what it looks like to focus on changing behavior patterns versus changing habits. So if we look at it from a point of view of maybe you're being inconsistent with exercise as a prime example, the change in the behavior element of it is scheduling regular exercise sessions and then using willpower to stick to that schedule. But if we look at it from a changing habits point of view, it's looking at why you are inconsistent with exercise. Example, getting to bed too late, being too tired to get up for your workout, watching Love Island on your phone. Solution, address the habits that you stop you from going to bed. Working silly long hours, on your phone, drinking too much coffee, drinking alcohol, people pleasing, keeping your boss happy, not looking after yourself. So then we look at another problem that's a common thing, which is not eating wholesome foods or not eating well. And with the whole element of changing behavior, they focus on food and cutting back on calories and restrictive mindset. But when we look at the, the habits, we look at why you don't eat well because you don't have time is a common example. Solution, work on the habit that causes you to be too busy. Example, doing things for everyone else, not being able to put yourself first, not having any plan. Another one that we need to look at is drinking too much. The one thing, the one habit, one behavior that people can do is drink going alcohol free. A changing habit is look at why you rely on alcohol and addressing this. Example, to relieve stress. Solution, work on the problems that are causing you to stress. Trying to be perfect in everything you do. Perfectionism, work not fulfilling you, life not fulfilling you. And some of these may trigger people. I'm fully aware of that. But they're the biggest examples that I see, particularly with the inconsistency with the exercise. We, it's kind of like, well, I don't want exercise. I'm relying on willpower. But why are you inconsistent with it? Look at your sleep behaviors. Look at your patterns. Look at your day. Have you got anything planned in for you? Oh, I'm not, I don't know what, I know what to do, but I don't want to do it. Not eating well. Look at why you don't eat well. And eating well is definition is vague as hell. Eating healthy is vague as hell. Because most people's definition of eating healthy is not eating anything that they actually truly enjoy. Simon Hill's example comes in. Eating healthy is a way of eating that does not impact your relationship with food, aka no restriction. And that scares the life out of people, unfortunately. So how do we actually change your habits? Like we all have habits that don't serve us. We all have them. Some of these habits show up in the form of poor mental health. Some as relationship problems. Some as business problems, parenting problems, and some as weight problems. And the solution to actually solving your problems lies not in trying to change your behavior, but in changing your habits. And to do this, you first need to be aware of the habits that are holding you back. Once you're aware of your actual habits, awareness is something that I've spoken about an awful lot with people and on the podcast and with clients. But once you're aware of your habits and then your triggers and what triggers them, the key to changing them is to change the routine. So we need to look at it from a point of view of if we're aware of the problem, we need to look at what the habit behind it is. So if it's someone that's struggling with consistency with exercise, we need to look at, well, why are you inconsistent with exercise? Is it low mood due to lack of sleep? Is it addressing the actual issue that stops you from going to bed love violent tiktok social media looking at everyone else if it's eating well focus like a lot of people will focus on cutting back but why look at why you don't eat well it's because maybe you're not you don't have a plan an awful lot of people 
I truly believe the ability is there. The system isn't there. And I know when when clients ever when clients bring in the system that works for them, they don't look back. But for an awful lot of people that can happen is when they don't believe that planning is going to get to them because they don't want to be controlled by having that as the only metric that the food that they can have for that time frame. But you're not in control now because everything's chaotic. You're eating on a whim. You're just picking up the strangest thing. You haven't got a shop in. You're just looking at what's in the press. So it leaves things less up to chance. So it's ironic in a way, but it's also could be your self-worth or your self-esteem ramping up. And that could be causing that energy in your head of like, I don't deserve to eat wholesome foods. I don't deserve to feel well. I don't deserve to meal prep. I don't deserve to meal plan. I, but a lot of people think that they need to have every single meal prepped or every single meal planned. No, that's not the case. And I think that's also a common misunderstanding when people talk about meal prep and meal planning. I would say that the best way to do some sort of meal planning would be to sit down on whatever day you do your shop, write out a menu for the week. Like most people would eat the same breakfast, whatever time of the day that's at, for the rest of the week and then weekend it goes a little bit different. So write out a menu of your main meals for the week. Now you'll notice there's a lot of overlap between the ingredients and then you know what your shopping list is to go. So once you get your shop in, you're already winning. That's some way of planning that's going to bring you closer to your goal. But an awful lot of people think, well, if I if I eat outside of this, well, then I failed. You haven't failed because your definition of failure is wrong. What you've done is you've had a little bit more wiggle room, which is okay. If you're eating out, if you have three main meals a day, seven days a week, that's 21 main meals in your week. There's obviously snacks and stuff included there as well. But if you're eating out one or two times a week, that equates to about, I think it's like 4.5 or 5% or 10% if it's two meals of your total meals in your whole week that you're worrying about that are going to, inverted commas, derail you. They're not going to derail you. It's what you do before. It's what you deal after. That's why I always talk about when people say, well, there's higher calorie days or whatever. It's like, yeah, but you can make it work if you have a plan. If you know you're going to be going out on Friday or Saturday, then you can obviously say, right, if I'm counting calories, I can reduce my calories slightly by about 10%. So if you're on 2,000 calories a day, reduce it by 10%. That means you've got five, like if you're going out on Saturday, that means you've got 200 calories saved each day. Multiply that by five, that's 1,000 calories that you have to spend within your budget that will still keep you in your deficit. But what an awful lot of people do is they tend to go beyond very, very low calories. They try to restrict themselves even further and then they can't match up to that expectation because it's unrealistic. And they tend to overeat and don't know how to get back. But if you look at it, things as a weekly calorie average, life will change. It allows that wiggle room. It's like money. When you get paid, your bills go out and you adjust your budget and say, right, I've got this each week for my food, for my bills, for my, the fun stuff that I want to do. So I know what my budget is. It's the exact same thing with your food. If you are counting calories, if you don't want to count calories, that's cool as well. It doesn't suit everyone. Not everyone should do it. If it's a case that you're not counting calories, one way to do it is aim for three meals, two or three snacks each day. Why do people say that? It creates structure. A lot of people where the chaos ensues is from a point of view of 
they don't eat enough during the day as a way of like, oh, I'm going to save all my calories for the evening or they, inverted commas, don't have time. And then they end up picking before they cook because they look, their energy is so low. That they end up overeating. They're kind of like, oh, feck it, I've overeaten once now, so I might as well eat, overeat for the whole evening now. And then those calories get brought up so high that they're they're being brought into that surplus consistently. And that's where things ensue. Like there's going to be days where life ramps up. Like I know Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays for me are absolutely mental. I haven't, I have to say no to an awful lot of things. But I know these, they're the things that are going to value me. They give me the freedom on a Friday to finish up on a half day. Like I know we've got a bank holiday next weekend. My brother's getting married next week. So I know next week is going to be very, very chaotic trying to fit in a lot of different things into a week. But that's why I have to work harder this week. So I have a plan for next week that it won't be as hectic as it could be. That I try to do all the, the groundwork that will get me set up for the week. That's planning. That's forward thinking. That's me in control. That's not the, my schedule being in control. That's not my the people being in control. That's me being in control of my situation, of my surroundings, my values, my behavior. So I know what I can say yes or no to. Now that's taking a lot of time, a lot of practice to get to. Are there times I slip? Yes. But I just get back into it straight away. Like I sit down on a Saturday or so I sit down every Sunday morning, plan out my week, make sure to get my shop in. And then at least the stuff's in the house. Whether I eat it or not, but I've, it, the shopping is expensive at this stage, but I'm probably going to eat it more often. I know I have a stag this weekend, so my food is going to be a little bit out of routine on the weekend. But I probably will still have my breakfast, still have my lunch before we go. And then we've got a meal out with the lads. So... I know that I can control majority of the things that I'm trying to control that will bring me closer to my goal. My goal for the whole year was to be able to get into the suit feeling good and feeling fresh in it. And being able to be confident, being able to get up, give a, give the speech or whatever it may be. Now that's my, been my goal for probably about for, for the eight months of this year. With the fitness side of things it's been trying to have a consistent routine with getting cardiovascular fitness in yes i've dropped a little bit of strength training which i'm completely okay with the body composition has completely changed but my cardiovascular fitness is a lot better than it was this stage last year on my way back to playing football for the first time in a long time but a lot of people are will only focus on their behaviors when they need to look at their habits behaviors will bring us somewhere but the, the habits will bring us even closer to it people will also only ever focus on the end goal oh the scales has gone up so what's the point well the scales will go up that's not the issue the scales will go up the issue is what we've been make that believe or what we attach our worth to or what we believe that actually means that we're a bad person because the scales goes up now that was learned that was learned That was learned by and taught to you. Well, I wouldn't say taught. I'd say shamed into you. But the scales going up doesn't mean failure. Imagine where you'd be if you hadn't given up each time the scales had given had gone up. Imagine if you understood where or why that happened. Imagine you knew how to look at like weeks or like weeks. Imagine you knew that it, your mental cycle is going to cause a little bit of water weight to go on and it will increase the scales because those scales doesn't measure fat loss. It measures weight at one point in time. It doesn't measure fat loss. Imagine being able to take a perspective and say, right, my measurements are going down, my weight has gone up, but my photos have improved. 
but most people are only focusing on scales. Now, well, these are all things that I work on with clients. These are all things I work with clients on a one-to-one basis. These are all the clients, all things that I work on in people with, in the female fat loss program. We, we know what the difference is between habits and behaviors. We know what we need to do. But generally, generally what happens is our negative reaction, which is a habit that we've portrayed over time because we've attached a belief system or a behavior to it, and an emotion to that piece of plastic and what that really means and our habits and our reaction is like feck this that's our immediate reaction but imagine if you were actually take it to be able to take a step back take a big deep breath in and say to yourself right have i done everything possible this week tick are my measurements down this week tick has my strength gone up this week tick am i feeling better in my clothes tick am i being more consistent tick imagine being able to say that to yourself and that is achievable that is possible and that's what i pride myself on with my one-to-one clients in the female fat loss program so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed it, please tag it, please share it, whatever it may be. If this has resonated with you and you want to work with me on the Female Fat Loss Program, click on the link on the show notes. I'll put in the episode with Dr. Gary Mendoza. I'll put in the link for the values episode. And if you want to work with me on a one-to-one basis, click on the link in the show notes as well. So I hope you have enjoyed this episode.